Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Peace family is 19 Keys with the 19 Keys podcast. You're listening to a high-level conversation. Tap in. All right, a word from one of our sponsors. Make sure you tap into Goldwater Products. After you come listen to the information, you're going to need your memory stimulated so you can download everything in that prefrontal cortex. You want to make sure that hippocampus area of your brain that regulates mood, memory, and learning is fully functional and tapped in. Therefore, you want to tap into Goldwater. They have smart malls, sports malls, vitamin C malls, colloidal silver. They have just about everything that you, your child, and your whole entire family needs to stimulate your brain and your body and to make sure that your immune system is functioning. Before you tap into this great high-level conversation, listen to this song by Tezu Kulando called Goldwater. Peace family, 19 Keys tapping in with you. I hope you're ready for a high-level conversation because that's what I got for you today. <clears throat> Excuse the noise. Go ahead. We'll move this out the way. And we'll go ahead and get started. That's not a fan. That's the computer, per se. All right. Um, right now, I am joined with my good brother. Hey, you can't because if you keep that was it. That's one. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. I'm joined with my good brother, um, Blue Pillow 44, otherwise known as the creator of the Conscious Community. Um, <laughs> the 44 God, man, contract with synchronicity. You know what I'm talking about? Make sure y'all tap in. We ain't playing with you. This is about to be a powerful live. We're going to go over a few things. Um, I'm going to put my text number up here to make sure y'all text me. Um, before this is over so you can be a part of the key community um, in the world that we got going on that we building <clears throat> it's been beautiful because we got people that's a part of this community and I've been actually able to send them texts and things of that nature uh, when it's like their birthday and stuff just to stay plugged in and tapped into our people so that's five seven seven six six nine two all right that's a text three two three Five seven seven six six nine two. All right, we're ready to go. Go ahead, send this out to five people. All right, so we wanted to get into a high level dialogue. Um, this dialogue is going to come from observations that we're having in the world right now, based on the politics that's being served to us, the propaganda that's being served to and us, and the entertainment in the media. Um, really at the central level of this conversation, black women, I want you all to listen attentively. Black man, I want you to take notes because you are the target of this conversation. You understand me? <clears throat> and black women, I want you to know that there are certain entities that want to utilize you as a pawn against us. Now, this can be proven in no limit of time as we break down some of these high level observations. Number one, before we get into things like Lovecraft Country, Right, we get into more of the Ice Cube debacle. 
um, and even the 50 Cent and um, some of the stuff that may be going on in Nigeria, a multitude of different things, Black Lives Matter, and the entire attack that's really happening on black male leadership in rising, right? Now, before we got into this discussion, we was going to enter it in with the strip club discussion because we was having a previous conversation before this started about how some brothers went to the club um, and they dropped a hundred racks out here in Atlanta. You understand me on ass and titties, right? And you can do what you want. Everybody has their ability to buy, to gain money for the reason of throwing it away. Uh, for the most part, there's a lot of squares, a lot of cats that get in there. They throw it because that's the only way of them being able to be seen, feeling like the man, feeling special for the night. You understand me? And for the most part, some of them even get some take home sometime. sometimes. You understand right. me? Sometimes, unfortunately. Um, now... Um. I want to I want to give a concept to that before okay. you go because I want you to go up this. I look at it like this: Yes, you can do what you want, right? But I've never seen where we had a black party, not a black party, yeah, a black party per se, where we threw money at businesses, entrepreneurs. So imagine this: I take twenty five thousand dollars, the same kind of twenty five thousand dollars that I would spend at a strip club. You understand me? 5000 10000 Not me per se, but brothers that be doing that kind of tricking. Instead, the way I look at that money, obviously that money don't hurt me. That money don't touch me. That money is nothing to me if I'm going to throw it because I had a moment of visual entertainment. You understand me? Now, my problem with that is this. The reason that a lot of black men, a lot of entrepreneurs get a bad rep is because we're wasteful. And we can be more creative in finding ways that benefit our community. You understand me? It's not enough. See, we think we do enough. Oh, well, I'd have helped some folks. I'd have gave them some game. All right, that's cool. But imagine this, though. I went in and I bought 5,000 shirts from this black business just because I don't even want the shirts. But I just came and blessed that business. That's the new braggadocious. I just dropped 20K on that business. Now I'm stunned. Look what I done did. That, to me, I can rock with that. You understand me? I mean, that 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 definitely would be a new paradigm shift in event like think about it like this when they do the nigerian parties yeah you understand you ever been a nigerian i ain't party? been but i want to go you seen it yeah they'll make it rain on whoever birthday it is or the wedding right right the lady get the pen they pin the money on her and they come and they just they make it rain mm. you feel me now when we do the flip side and we come over here right the strip club somewhat is a celebration of illicit lifestyles and the illicit gains that come from said lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? Because these people are supposed to be on the fringes, right? Right. So everything's supposed to be fast. You know what I'm saying? Blowing money fast is the, is the, is the anthem and the theme. So there's really not a, a conscious effort to say, I'm going to support something that's right. going to be generational right. and build a legacy right? because we in one door and out the next. And this is the, this is the culture and the lifestyle that people are promoting and propagating, you know what I'm saying, with these particular activities. Now, like I said, when you look at that, right, the problem will be this, all right? A brother would think about buying into a business. Here's the same businessman that'll probably spend 25000 at the club. When it comes to your product, oh, he ordering the shit out of that product. Where's this come from? What you doing with it? Where you from? Like, why are there so much conscious decision filtering when it comes to supporting each other but when it comes to throwing away that same amount of money 
But see, here's the thing about money. The value of money depends on what you're spending it on, right? Because if I'm spending it on nothing with no expectation of return, that money has no real value besides the fact that it can make me feel, right? But when it comes to making someone else feel good, mm -hmm. now the money has a stronger value for us. That, wait a minute, this is going to cost me more because I'm giving it to someone else and now I'm boosting them up. And we have this mentality to where it's like, and, and, and this is sort of like a white man, rich man mentality to where you don't want to give money to poor people, really. Right? We don't mind giving money to a rich man. You understand me? Because remember that you're not that rich man's come up. You're that poor man's come up. Right. So we don't want to feel like we're someone else's come up. Right. You understand me? So if I give it to that poor brother that ain't doing nothing, or not even that he's not doing nothing, he has ambitions, he, he's in the game, he's moving, but I still don't feel like, oh, I should just drop 10000 on him just because. But be, 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 because the the reason, right, or subconsciously is saying, if he didn't do anything with what he had, he can't possibly do anything with what I'm giving him. Now, somebody that's already in business, you're saying, I'm just adding on value to this person's success. Right. This person is already creating value yeah. for themselves. Now, but, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This, you don't want to be somebody's come up. Right. This conversation is interesting because this morning I get on, um, you know, I get on social media and on my timeline it said, in Atlanta, right, this is the city where... You could be doing things that's major, but until you, unless you popping bottles and clubs or spending ten racks, this is the city that you still not doing nothing. Right, because those those right. are like the medium, the places of exchange, or where you see the people. Right, right. So what 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 someone would have to understand in a city like Atlanta, that is a stripper club culture driven city, spending ten racks in a club is marketing, even if you're in business. That's true. Right. So that's part of your marketing budget. And you're also paying what seems to be like A&Rs for you, where your name gets a particular ring in the city because the city is somewhat driven off of entertainment. And, and, and there's a whole underground element that goes to that. I think that that's what people get caught up in. Okay. And they're still chasing these BMF <clears throat> So so I hear that because word of mouth, 90 percent of word of mouth is offline. Ten percent is online. Mm -hmm. So I understand the word of mouth. Here's my thing. Creativity. We are lazy when it comes to being good. We are lazy when it comes to being good and righteous and things of that nature. Culture shifts through disruption. Somebody coming up with an innovative way, yeah. disrupting the game. You can go hire 20 strippers that you pay. They can be dressed in whatever they want to. You walk into a business with 20 strippers and you bless that business. You telling me that don't get the same notoriety as a man that went into the strip club and spent all his money all night on one raggedy ass lap dance. It, it, it should, but there's an ideology that's built into this, right? Because the same brothers would not give that sister $20 at a gas pump if she had a clothes mm. on, right? So there's a concept. It's like, I'm going to buy a bottle of Hennessy. For thirty dollars, that's a fifth. But I'm gonna go in a club and pay fifteen dollars for a cup. There's less than eight ounces, mm, right? Facts. So there's an ideology of what does these clubs represent? These clubs within themselves, these edifices that are clubs or temples and churches within themselves. No, absolutely, it's that, a religious you, order. Yeah, you walk into that door and the magic happens. Since the fact that it's called Magic City, well, it's definitely fronted <laughs> in the Catholic Church. That's for sure. You understand me? I tell you that. Uh, you say what? It's definitely funded in the Catholic Church religion. You understand me? If I yeah. had to pick and choose, I'm at the 
Just saying. But anyway, um, <laughs> here's the thing, yeah. right? I get that. And somebody said, well, strippers got jobs. It's not even about the strippers, right? It's not about strippers. Here's the thing. I don't care about these jobs. I'm going to just gonna keep it abundance with you. Um, the reason I say that is not that I don't want people to be able to feed their family and things of that nature. It's because we have options in America. Right. And oftentimes, and, and, and this is me saying it. Right. So I'm talking about somebody who's listening to me. Right. If I'm conveying a message and it offends somebody, they have to first know who I am, which means that I can also lead them to understanding their options. So there's somebody who may be comfortable with it. You understand me listening to the conversation that I'm having. But then making the excuses because they don't want to live the direction that I'm telling them to go into. So therefore, they can have their options. Now, whether it's a stripper, whether it's the club promoter, whether it's a nigga that's throwing the money. Nobody has no excuses. Black Americas, we are our worst enemy, right? And today, when I look at the black male businessman, number one, I want to say this before I get into this dialogue. I am extremely happy and proud of black men. Particularly, I want to say this because we look at statistics and we hear all the statistics about black women rising, black women being top CEO, black women being great as a business. We don't hear any statistics that celebrate black men, prosperity, growth, um, husbandry, fatherhood, right? We leadership. There's no statistics. There's nothing that's showing and saying that, yo, black men out here really killing it while they trying to kill us. Right. And I, I, I still, you know, we're going to, I'm going to touch on that, but I don't want you to forget what you touched on. And that's a wonderful idea. Let's create. A, a, no, I don't even want them to get in that. I'm going to do, I'm going to do that. I don't want them. They I'm let that go over their head. I'm going to come back and double down on that in real life. I'm going I'm to double down. Y'all, y'all just relax. We ain't say nothing. We ain't saying nothing. I'm going to double, we're going to double down on that in real All life. Right. Don't even well, worry about it. Let me do say this. All right. So this weekend I was out of town. And on my timeline, I seen you in a room, right, at an event with yes, a lot of successful, melanated brothers. Mm -hmm. You understand? And I'm like, shit, I don't see this every day, right? And one would be led to believe that they don't even exist. Factories. Right? Um, and even... Let the story be told. Right, outside of that building, if we saw them on the outside setting, because everybody was in farms, what have you, that would even be... You know what I'm saying? Typecast says, oh, them brothers must be doing something legal. You know what I'm saying? They out here flipping bricks trying to be the next BMF. Like, why do you think these images are not promoted more so? You feel me? Or just like you said, if positivity is so lazy, if the brothers was doing something illicit, you know what I'm saying? Oh, no, it'd be everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it'd be everywhere. The complaints about it would be everywhere. The media would be everywhere. The detectives would be all on it. Black people would be... We are... First to criticize, last to compliment. You understand me? So when it comes to, listen, here's why, the thing. Why is that image not being marketed by melanated women to their children to say, you know, shit, low one, you know, you want it to be the next Pop Smoke, but you could be the next. Because that doesn't or, fit in the propaganda of the women's movement. Successful, thriving black men that have the ability to lead to do for self, to take care of their children, to take care of their communities, that doesn't fit inside the propaganda of this woman's movement, which they got from white women. You understand me? So for black men like that to exist and for you to magnify the image of these men, it goes against 
all of what America agenda is standing for. The white man, the white woman, the black woman. Everybody's really against black male leadership right now. And this is where the conversation is really going to get interesting for you all. Mm. Do you think it's something so subtle that they could put it right in our face and we still can't see it? Yeah. I mean, it's something so blatant as well. It's, it's blatant and subtle at the same time. One of the biggest movements of civil rights, or the biggest movement of civil rights, is Black Lives Matter. And the founders of Black Lives Matter, their thesis is the same as J. Edgar Hoover, essentially. They want to stop the rise of the Black Messiah. They want to stop the production of the Black family. That is the same entire thesis agenda of the white man and the FBI. So when I look at that, but wait a minute, this is obvious, duh, Keys, they had that on their uh, internet. They, they put this on their uh, website. Their mission as, statement. Right. Their, their mission statement. And then, okay, well, okay, Keys, I, I get that, but everybody that's connected to Black Lives Matter ain't like that. Well, why they ain't say nothing? Why they didn't come out here vehemently and say, you know what? The same way a person will try to disown Minister Louis Farrakhan because they said he said something about the Jews. You don't see nobody trying to disown those women because they said something about black men. Um, with the exception of Brother Hawk Newsom, he was in the in the New York chapter. He came all the way to Harlem to 125th to state on camera that he didn't support that particular position. Mm -hmm. um, so I know what it looks like when somebody says, "Look, I." I'm not with that particular political agenda. I'm just here for this, not that. You know, um, so why do you think that people march and step? Because we've seen a lot of people getting with the program over the summer, but no one seemed to distance themselves right. from the mission statement. Because there comes with a certain level of celebrity with mm. this. Certain level of influence, money, access, right? access. Wait a minute now. Okay, I, I see that they tripping on black men, but wait, we can still get a little justice over here. Dang, I, I get a little CNN time, platform boosted up. I got a new check coming in. I'm building the team up. Maybe we can sacrifice the black man, and this is where it leads to it. The black man is the number one sacrifice for everyone's agenda. Mm. The United States of America, in the beginning, the black man's body was utilized ritualistically to build this country up. October 16, 1995, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan brought together the greatest demonstration of black unity that this planet has ever seen. And he spoke on, in the beginning of it, the number 19 and the secret Masonic rituals that white America has done utilizing the black body. So when you we- want to expound on that? Just a little bit for the audience that might not know you know, what exactly is the uh, Masonic ritual of sacrificing the black body in particular so, the black man? Number one, we look at signs and symbols. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> now, one thing that he broke down was that the one represents the male and the nine represents the female. And he said when that one is next to the nine, there's something to be unfolded. He proceeded to break down how these particular statues out there um, represented the 13th or the 16th president and the third president. And he said together that represents 19. He said these particular statues are also 19 feet high. He said one of them, the big Washington Monument is 555 feet high. And he said you put a one on the end of that and it brings you back down to 1555, which was the real secret date that America was started, founded where they started to break down the black body to turn you into a slave. 
Now, he said that on these particular steps were sold the bodies of black men and women. And he was breaking down basically the signs, symbols and rituals that America utilizes when they build their particular statues and monuments. They impose his story on there. But it's also imposing his hierarchy, his power, his phallus. He said that phallus at Washington Monument, that obelisk, also stealing from Kemet, you understand me, turning into Egyptian, you understand me, and then saying that they are the real Egyptians, knowing that they hated the idea of the black god, the men, yeah, right, yeah. mother of the bull, because this god had fertility. He has so much fertility. You understand me? That they not only did he have fertility of the body, he had fertility of the mind. Mm -hmm. All the great the ideas that come out of America comes from black men and women. That's the, a fact. The computer, you know what I'm talking about? The phone, the goddamn light bulb, the mission state, going traffic to moon, light. traffic. It's so it's too many things to think about. Yeah, too many. We 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 was creating the cotton gin when we was goddamn still slaves. Our the patent the patent office. I surmise was created because of the black mind so they can steal ideas from black men and women because the white man was so lazy he didn't want to do none of his own work. So he didn't even think for himself. So the mind of the, uh, of the black man and woman has always been the slave of the white man. And if he take a patent, we forget that that would come from us. So the black body has always been ritualized in every single aspect. Black Lives Matter has been the greatest contributor of ritualizing the black body. Right. And the reason I say that is because when you look at um, the way that they do it, okay, now black men are not at the, hell, at the helm of this, but the black body is, right? During civil rights, right, uh, or before, rather, you had Emmett Till. Emmett Till body was... Well, the, the precursor to civil rights, the body upon which civil rights as a movement sprung forth was the ritualistic murder and killing of... Emmett Till, yes. Emmett Till for his supposed whistling at a white woman, which of course we know that bro went hollering at her ugly ass in the first place, right? Now, of course, they would utilize their white woman, right, to trap the black man to sacrifice him for their agenda, right? Now, of course, when we listen to that, right, and we, and we go into that and then we move forward and we just oppose this into Trayvon Martin. Right. We just oppose this into Mike Brown body laying out in the street for the world to see. You understand me? And then that sparking the Black Lives Matter movement starting mm -hmm. off of a black male body in, in the, the street. street. Right. And then we fast forward to Floyd George or George Floyd. I, you know, I get it mixed up. And his body being ritualistically observed for eight minutes and 42 seconds being, you know, massacred and sacrificed in the streets. Fact. Tour. Reeves. And then after that, what do, we, streets. Oh no, what do we see after that? More black bodies getting killed. In we, the streets. We have never seen black people had never been hit with them sort of images on their phone ever until after that. It sparked a movement that afterwards the media, oh, you're going to see another black body, another black body, another black body. It was just hurting, destroying the aspects of masculinity that Dr. Wesley broke down when you share those type of videos. It destroyed the masculinity in the body because we constantly seeing ourselves lose. Testosterone elements of masculinity yeah, depend on down. winning. Yeah, get shut down. So when we looked at that, okay, okay, Keys, well, how does that make Black Lives Matter utilizing? Because every time a meme is a ritual, right? Hashtags are part of the ritual, right? Uh, uh, um, immortalizing this dead body, right? As a celebrity figure, 
You understand me? Corporatizing that dead body. You understand me? Black Lives Matter became incorporated. But it was also funded and brought to life by a white mind, George Soros, who is a mathematician. He is an investor in the stock market. He looks at the black body as stock. He is the creator of chaos. That man is meticulous in his thinking and his plotting and his planning. And he decided to get with women who had misandry, hatred for men, who don't love men because they have no love for men because they are lesbian. Okay? You know what I'm talking about? And so they decided that, wait a minute, we don't want any black male leaders. Now, wait a minute. Let's just back this up for a second. How is it the fact that a black young male done died in the streets and you come up with in your mission statement? that you don't want black male leadership and double down you don't want the black family double down you saying really this is a transsexual LGBT movement and when we think about this you got people like Darren Sills that was killed right you had black men that were in front of this he was murdered his black body riddled with holes in that car he was a goddamn soldier he was on the front line black men was on the front line starting these things building him up Right. Then it was hijacked. Then they got checks. Right. I'm talking about blue checks, white checks. You know what I'm talking about? And so therefore, the movement has never been owned by us the same way the NAACP was funded, the same way HBCUs were funded. How come all of our institutions were funded by white Jewish men? You make the connection. I, you make the connection. It's just facts. So when I look at that, I say, OK, damn. But they is doing some good. What about the cities that they go into? They raised all of this money. Surely, Keys, they doing some greatness out here. Well, I haven't seen the community change and be revitalized because of that. I haven't seen the black business get you know, one. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> seen the black business get one Black Lives Matter grant yet. You know, like when you go past construction sites and they have all of the donors and the people that's responsible for funding. This foundation got the money in it, and this bank fund. Like, where's the Where's the community gardens that's like built by Black Lives Matter or donated by money? I mean, nothing. Where's the lobbyism and the political arm that represents the black agenda that say that these are the politicians that are, we are utilizing our money to fund so we can get certain things changed? Yeah, where's the Black Lives Matter candidates in 2020? Y'all don't, not one is on the ballot. And they're the, on the biggest civil rights movement in history? Not one on the ballot is saying, oh, we're running on this Black Lives Matter platform or we're funded by. You know what I'm saying? Or you, I mean, it's already been politicized. So where are the politicians that are attached to it? Because even the Democrats don't openly speak on it on these particular platforms, right? So where is the ushering in of any policy that this organization is changing? If it's a political organization that's receiving all of these funds, where is the politics attached to it? The only politics that are attached to it. <laughs> is the continuous repression of the masculine principle, of which, of course, you'll see in the Biden presidency. So here we are in today, 2020, right? And uh, me and Blue, we was given a great breakdown. If you've seen the movie or watched the show Lovecraft Country, drop a one. Um, there will be some spoilers if we get to talking about this right now. Right. But before we jump into that subject, Ice Cube, right? I love my brother, 100% unapologetic behind every single move that he's making right now. Now, here's the dangerous thing. The people are mad at Ice Cube, same way they're mad at any other black man that could get into a position of power, could have the ability to be able to speak to the establishment with some authority. 
Nah, that's the problem itself. We don't want you to have no authority. We don't want you to have that kind of influence. We don't want you to come up with the plan that wins. They don't want Ice Cube the same way they don't want the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan or anybody else that is attached to black consciousness, black nationalism, black separatism. You understand me? Black male leadership. They don't want you to win in any regard right. because it validates and magnifies and creates an archetype that they've been trying to destroy this entire time. Black masculinity, point blank period. Ice Cube is his beard grown. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? He's unapologetic. He made his own money. You know what I mean? So it's somewhat very obvious to us, if you look at the optics of it, that the Democrats are not willing to sit down with any melanated people that exhibit any level of autonomy, masculinity. You know what I'm saying? And the Republicans will find a way to, to, to get in the room and, and key haul with you and, you know what I'm saying, ultimately manipulate your image. But the Democrats really want to destroy that image. You know what I'm saying? And that seems pretty much obvious. Fact. And if that's not the case, then who have they sat with? Who have they promoted? Who's on their team, right, that embodies that particular image, that has some level of um, outspokenness, that's upright, right, that's unapologetic, that really represents the voice of the community, and don't say Charlemagne. I'm sorry. So... Think about this. I'm going to ask y'all another question. Before we get to Lovecraft Country and give our high-level observation and breakdown, <clears throat> you never and may never will unless we make it. Because there is a particular agenda to make sure our type of mind and our type of thinking does not become the standard. So you will never see it represented in media, even when it's black-owned. Even when we created the movie ourselves, they're not going to take oh the the perspective of a blue pill or a nineteen keys. We want to think we want to we want to make them think that this don't even exist. You understand me? If I hear nine out of ten, someone's rebuttal to a question is going to sound like a certain archetype. It's going to sound like a certain personality type that I can be like, oh okay, you sounded like the last hundred people I heard. It requires original man thinking, original mind thinking. You understand me? So our perspectives are not given a, a, a platform on purpose, nor are our accomplishments. Not only do they want to target the black man, unappreciate, ignore the black man. They completely erase us out of history. You understand me? And try to eliminate our results as if they don't exist. And then villainize everything that we do and scrutinize every single point. There are no perfect people. You ain't got no perfect black woman out here, no perfect black man, no perfect white man, Chinese, red, orange. But when it comes to our history, we will completely get rid of you out of history if you're not perfect. You understand me? And our accomplishments cannot be done that way because there's no even platforms to even celebrate what we're doing. They haven't made it. We have to make it. So when I look at a movie like a show like Lovecraft Country, right? Now, a few of you all said you watched it. Now, this movie was interesting. I thought uh, Robert, what's his name? Peel. You thought Jordan Peel. thought Jordan Peel wrote the show. Right. And um, it's, it's important to know who wrote it, why they wrote it, right? The perspective that they come from. The black woman perspective that is against the black man and not for the black man and not for the black family, you know, that is a, a separatist perspective, right? Separation is a very real thing. When the moment you decide that you're not with black family, you've already created and say, oh, I'm a separatist, right? Because you have already separating yourself from the world we want to build and the world you want to build. 
then yeah. that's fine. Go over there. If you want to create an Amazon to where y'all y'all kicking it like y'all Wonder Woman and, 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 and y'all just got, you know, long bushes, you feel me, everywhere in your bodies and y'all just enjoying each other company, go do what you got to do. But when it comes to the black man, the black man is God. You know, talking about the black man will be the last decider and the final ruler of this world as we were the first. You understand me? And so, but when I look at a show like that, when I'm first watching it, I'm looking at it with different eyes, right? I watch, when I first get to something black, I want to appreciate it, right? I love sci-fi stuff. I'm hearing great reviews from the homies. I'm watching it, right? So, but we just had to sit down and we went over the overview of all of the characters. We wanted an overview of the portrayal of masculinity in that movie, in that show. And we realized something. There was no good portrayal of masculinity and there was only a sacrifice of the black body, which didn't even need to actually happen. Now, let's say we start this, they start the show off. You got the black man. You understand me? Jackie Robinson. You understand me? Mr. 42, he destroying the monster and then the Asian woman come out of nowhere, right? It's all this kind of crazy stuff popping off, right? That was his nightmare of what was happening in right. his reality. And, and that's that's a juxtaposition that they revisited in the last episode when the, the, she told him, you can be, or he said, you could be the hero of the monster, mm. right? So Jackie Robinson as the hero defeats the monster. But that's about the last <laughs> upstanding image if you really look at it that we've seen of the melanated man i'm gonna let you continue so they had uh one of the characters when they first started in, in the movie they show um the woman laying in the bed with her husband i keep calling it the movie because it's like a movie but they show her laying in the bed with her husband and he was telling her that he about to go make a run and she's like what uh, maybe i'll make the run and he was like you serious like, you know what? I got a face out there. Like, these crackers really literally trying to kill me and hang me if I make the wrong turn. Like, I got to follow. Like, you know, it's crazy out there for a black woman, right? Like, you can't do that. But she's dissatisfied. She feels like the fact that he's out there sacrificing and working and taking those risks, that she's somehow, he's somehow holding her back from her dreams because she has these grand skill, grandiose dreams of basically, like, kicking it with Anita Baker on stage shaking ass. You understand me? She she want to be a stripper, basically. So when I look jo at that, jo Josephine, Baker. Jo Josephine Baker, my bad, Josephine Baker. Right. So when I look at that and I'm like, OK, that's cool. I didn't think nothing of it till later on. Right? right. Even though we've heard those conversations sort of visited in the movies before. Right. He's taking care of his family. He's done everything that he possibly can as a black man in the 50s with limited opportunities. Right. Not enough. Right. She wants more than what this black man can provide for his family. Then we come to find out second black man, his brother, a drunk, right? Not only is he a drunk, he's over there, you understand me, getting chunked in a dunk, you understand me, by other men. You know what I'm saying? So we found out that his, the, his, his brother is gay as hell, right? And so the son goes to war, makes the sacrifice for the white man, comes back, and now he's got to go on this journey of trying to find his father. Right. Because his father is missing. Now, the whole entire time, his father is missing. Right. Because he finds when he actually finds his father, there's a scene in the movie before his father dies. You understand me? Because his father essentially sacrificed himself for his son. He didn't know that was his father. He thought it was right, his right, uncle. Right. So, yeah, he getting ahead of himself. We go. It, look, I'm twisting like and turning. Right? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and that's an interesting trope. The missing father. Yes. Right. This is a trope. Now. If you if you understand what tropes means, you can Google the word while we speak. Then this is going to make a lot more sense, right? 
tropes or these particular concepts that always show up. They're like stereotypes that you're always going to find these find us in writing, right? So the missing father trope is introduced in the beginning. There's also a trope that that ain't your daddy. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So his father, of course, was abusive to him. Now, this is not the timeline of it, right? His father found out that he was wearing some 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 girl shoes or whatever, and he looked at his son like, the fuck wrong with you? Whooped his ass, right? So he grow up. Now he goes get with this woman. Now this woman was a cover of the fact that he was a homosexual, right? Now this woman was actually in love with his brother, right? So his George. brother, George, knocked those down, right? He did what was right because she, she stuck with him, right? He getting chunked in the dunk. So he said, nah. He knocked those down, had a baby with her. Now, for whatever reason... They made this pact that you're going to raise my son, beat the fuck out of him, be a drunk, and then I'm going to be over in this other household raising this girl, dissatisfying my wife because she ain't had enough, right? And the whole entire time, I don't even think that she even knew yet that that was his father, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, you got this interesting storyline. Every black man in this show, you understand me, besides this ginger character, is really letting everybody down, right? It, 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 it seems the, the role of the black father is useless, you understand me? And, and it's really missing in the ideology of what it means to be a black man and black masculinity. And so then you fast forward. Now, this one, the women start to become amazing. Light-skinned girl in the movie get killed. Of course, she get brought back to life. She come back. The father don't get brought back to life. You finito. And they never explained that. Yeah, like, why he can't come back? She got resurrected like that. He get killed in this finality, right? He was finished off early in the game. Right. So he out the door. Right. Now, so when he died, here comes his gay ass brother. Now he becomes the character in the movie. Right. Now, come to find out he is super drunk, low life. You understand me getting chunked in the dunk, Loser. ain't doing nothing right. So then you got the, the brother that come back from war. And he a soldier. Right. So he's the masculine, you understand me, hero in the, in the, in the movie so far or the show rather. And so you got the light skinned girl. She came back to life. She was a virgin, right? The purity of her light skinness. And then you got her sister who's a little heavy set. You understand me? Now, that's where the colorism starts to come into play. Now, this black woman, because she wanted to live in these white folks' world, she wanted to feel what it was like to be seen, feel what it was like to be a white woman. So she literally took a potion to become a white woman just so she can get a job working for a white man, right? Then finding out that this white man, you understand me, was 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 a part of the Me Too movement, and he over there trying to harass every skirt that he can touch. You understand me? So, of course, she ended up whooping his ass, and then she decided that she didn't want that job. Come to find out that this white man that gave her this potion... Now, this shit getting crazy. I'm breaking it down. <laughs> the way I'm breaking... I don't even want to get into the full storyline of the movie, but... the Because the, that's, that's too much, right? But the whole point of it was is that every character, the women, right... We're the only heroes in the movie. We're only the real strong central characters. Right. You understand me? The light-skinned girl, but then the mother, she decided that she going to jump into this time machine and she going to have these adventures for a thousand years and then decidedly come back because she want to be a mother. You understand me? Now, for some reason, she couldn't bring her husband back into this dimension and time period. She left his ass because she spent enough time with him, right? She went and lived out her dreams, came back with all this scientific information and ended up being one of the heroes of the movie. Now... If we fast forward this, we get to the end of it, and then I'm going to reverse back so y'all can see what I mean, right? 
We get to the end of it, and they got to sacrifice the black man. Now, the white woman says that she wants to become immortal, right? She killed her father and her, well, yeah, she, well, he killed her father, but she killed her brothers, and she sacrificed her brother so that she can get to power, right? You know, we, white women say, I'm the minority. She started telling stories about how these white men only wanted their secret power to kill everybody, and she wanted to be a part of it, and they like, no, nah, we don't fuck with you. Daughters right? of the revolution. And then she utilized that to gain sympathy from the black woman. The black woman decided, you know what? I'm going to link arms with you against my own family because I don't like how my sister been treating me. Feminism. Feminism, right? And so because the black woman is with a black man trying to start a black family. But the old girl, she didn't care about that because she became a lesbian all of a sudden, right? She went from fucking the white man to the white woman. And she decided to become a lesbian. Now, at the end of the movie, the black man gets sacrificed, right? Now... He gets sacrificed. His black body is used as a sacrifice. The white man was trying to steal his blood for a sacrifice. The white girl was trying to steal his body for a sacrifice. You understand me? And the Japanese wanted to use his body as a succubus. Right. So she can become whoever the fuck she white was going to be. man ritualized and used sacrifice his body in war. Absolutely. And then in the end, all the black women told him that, no, this is your destiny to get sacrificed so we can have black girl magic for the rest of eternity. You understand me? That's what it was. They wanted to have black girl magic for the rest of eternity. So they say, bro, you got to sacrifice yourself. Somebody got to sacrifice. So he like, oh, that don't really sit well with me. They never showed him accept that. So he, he was, like, no, he we like, all. To the like, end, he wasn't accepting. He still was like, like, the book ain't right. My mama was here. Yeah. Right. Your ancestors. Yeah, look, ancestors look, it, wasn't, it wasn't a single brother trying to convince him to sacrifice himself. It was all these women from the so ancestors. He, they had two ancestors. They had the women. He like, yeah, I, I hear it. That was a nice speech. Yeah, you already the other, did. The other parallel universe, though. Yeah. Right? He like, I'm trying nah. to raise this baby. I'm trying to be a father this yeah. night. Missing. Yeah. So here's the thing. We talking about Lovecraft Country. So these black women, their father was missing, right? Because they had an issue with their mother. Their mother was like, she sounded like she was schizophrenic or something, right? She didn't treat them right. So the sisters had an issue because the light-skinned girl wanted to leave because her mother was crazy and the dark-skinned girl resented her younger sister for leaving even though she knew that her mother was abusive, right, to both of them. But she had this unfair resentment to her sister. And so what ended up happening was they never explained where the hell was the father. They, they made it seem as if, like, missing black fathers should just be an accepted trope and that's just reality. Now, if we're talking about the 1950s, you understand me? Where was this man? Why was he never, ever singly mentioned as even being an important aspect of their lives that built up their psychology on the world? Not one time. Not one. So, and and we accept this without even thinking about it, right? So, yeah, this, this man is missing. Who cares why he's missing? That's just black men. They just missing from their family. Okay. The black fathers that are in their family, right? One of them wants to be with other black men. You understand me? And the other one is with a whole nother family, not taking care of his child, allowing his gay man to beat him because he hates himself. So you have this weird psychology that's going on in this all black film that's really supposed to represent some sort of like black power, right? But in reality, when you get into the details of it, even when they mention the nation of Islam, and of course they mentioned Emmett Till, they showed Emmett Till in the movie, everybody was crying because Emmett Till got killed and they had to go look at his body and it was one of those scenes to where they was was showing what was happening back then and what sparked everything, right? Now, the same black man that was a hero during what I can I think in these were Black Wall Street. 
when they showed a flash black of black Wall Street, the father that was so-called treating his son wrong because he was gay, he was the one that went out there as a soldier, though. He was the one that was ready yeah, to go shoot like, and go bang. Man. You understand I mean, me? He, he obviously was the masculine male trope. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he was the one protecting the community. Was, on, like, I'm on front line. Family, yeah. protecting his community. Right? And then, mysteriously, you don't see him no more. No. Nah, and he, then the, the yeah, women inside of the house, you know what I'm saying, became the main central figures of saying, you know, they handed the book, they gave the instructions, they did the spells, but it was just really no no, no interaction or no presence of any strong melanated figures. Even to the point where the boy had to come from the future to save his daddy. Mm. Mm. And uh, his quote-unquote daddy. His quote-unquote daddies. Daddies. Shit's daddies. crazy, right? And, 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 and so... We look at this entire media display, right? This 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 ritual that's going on in the mind is written by this this black woman, right? And on the first layer of it, like, yes, you are you happy that you got some black media, um, and it's told in this majestic, different sort of way that we never seen before, right? Um, and then all of a sudden, in the end, you got the black girl who gets this bionic arm because it's white man. I ain't even gonna get into the storyline. But she get this bionic arm from her mother who happened to be a super scientific genius, right? Because she didn't live a thousand years, but she had no good ideas on how to save the black man. You understand me? She was just like, you know, hey, it is what it is. We ain't going to make up no arsenals, no army. We ain't got no, we ain't got nothing for you, right? You just got to go sacrifice yourself and then that's it. That's, that's the end of the show. Right. So we, the, the girl gets a bionic arm and at the end of it, um, <clears throat> She end up snapping the neck of this white woman. Now that scene, I'm not gonna lie, that was legit. You understand me? It was cold, right? Because they wanted to empower the young girls, right? They wanted to empower the black women, and every actually it was a women's movement. It was just the 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 villain was the white woman, right? But then the Asian woman, she still was part of the hero tribe. The black woman, the hero tribe. The little girl, part of the hero tribe. Somehow, the light skinned girl came back to life. And then she became part of the hero tribe. So how many how many lives do, do, she, do she got? What are we on? Three at this particular point? Right. The light-skinned girl is the longest out of everybody else in the movie. I mean, she just comes back from the death and is, is never explained. Right. She just bounces back. Never explained. <laughs> and so, but in the whole entire theme of the movie, I, from the know, beginning to the uh, end, it is about ritualizing the black male body. The entire movie. I mean, the entire show, literally, the entire show is about ritualizing the black male body from the beginning. We need your blood. You can be a part of our secret order, but we have to use your blood so that our order can grant us immortality. You understand me? And then the white woman decides that she don't want to destroy the order. She just don't want it to be dominated by men. And that she wants to be the one that controls the order. The same way that's happening right now in America. It's not that she wants to destroy America. She wants to dominate in America. And right. she's bringing the black woman along with her in her domination of the America. At the same time saying, but you can't bring the black man with you. Right. You understand I me? Mean, he got a sacrifice for it. Let's use his body of what just happened to boost up our Black Lives Matter movement. So there are two interesting things that are taking place here that have to be addressed, right? One of the main things, of course, is that this also coincides with the time that we're in. Absolutely. Right? This whole aspect of us going into an Aquarian age, you know, us possibly seeing the first 
quote unquote melanated vice president, that if she gets in that position, she will be the first quote unquote melanated woman president because we know Joe Biden ain't gonna last four four years in that particular uh-uh. um, in that particular office. He gonna croak from a stroke, right? So it's like we, we what are we continuously observing about the ritualistic right murder or use of the black body? for the quote-unquote race or the species to, to, to move forward because this is also a continuation of Watchmen where the father also was a homosexual and the melanated woman also ended up right. becoming quote-unquote God, the, the, the black God, right? So this is a continuation of this trope in society where we're seeing the propagation and the promotion of the melanated woman who can only make it on her own without the black man coming with her Almost like they was doing in the 70s. Now, not too many people are familiar with Lovecraft, right? So now you got to go back and say, well, who was Lovecraft? Who was H.P. Lovecraft? And H.P. Lovecraft was a science fiction writer, right? That people would denote in history to say, oh, H.P. Lovecraft is a quote-unquote racist, Right? But what you have to understand about the writers in his particular time period, especially his genre, dealing with the occult, right? Now you got to go into the psychology of Charles Young and them. What Charles Young and them was talking about, right, in the deep crevices of their mind and their psychology, they were speaking about the antagonistic relationship that they have with this, the, the father, the unseen force. They're talking about the melanated man. They're talking about black men in antiquity, huh. Right. And they always project him as a monster, right? H.P. Lovecraft was the progenitor of the horror genre. If you go and look at the making of the movie Alien, right? And the the artist who drew out all of the artwork for Alien and Predator and everything, they got it from a dude called Geiger, right? So Geiger would get, um, he would go into trance mode and draw out all of these monsters that he sees or he was getting... um, you know, downloaded with all from his subconscious mind. Anytime you hear the white boy talking about subconscious mind and father and all of this stuff from antiquity and mm. ancient and the unknown, yeah. he's talking about his relationship that he has with his melanated father, the progenitor of his species, who he feels abandoned by, who he does not know. He's an abandoned child with daddy issues. Let's draw into that a little bit because. This, this is why black men are so dangerous, because he's the only father of this devil. Mm-hmm. You understand me? When it comes to who taught him civilization, it wasn't the black woman, it was the black man. It wasn't the white woman, it was the black man. He did not teach himself how to get up and stop crawling, and he didn't teach himself no. the understanding of fire no. and law. It was the black man that came in there and civilized this devil. It was the melanated man, and as, as, a, as, a, as a, a reward and a gift to that, Right. Because even they, they, they again, they go into H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft was introducing based on the psychology of Charles Young and the Carl Young and them, the concept of the children killing the father. Mm. Right. Mm. All of these concepts can go back and be found in their psychology. And it's based on what he's talking about. The Moors did it for them. Yeah. And it was done for them prior oh, to that. So let me break that down. Right. Because you, you went into one of my 19 keys when, they, when he's talking about the war between the sons and the father. Right. Yeah. You, 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 you're also talking about antiquity when you're talking about 
um, Kairos or Cronus, right? Yeah. So that Cronus complex and that Cronus complex can be breaking down into multiple layers. Multiple. Freud talked about that Cronus complex was placed directly into this Lovecraft. He said that the, the, the white man um, disregarded the importance of his white woman after the boy. So she only had importance if she could basically have or produce a son for him, mm -hmm. right? And so it also plays back into antiquity and you looking at the philosophies of the Cronus complex talking about the, the, the father ravaging his children. Mm -hmm. You understand me? Fearing their power of that generation, right? And they're always being... When you mean ravishing, you mean domesticating them? Yeah, domesticating them. Now, the right. picture of it shows him, like, eating his children, essentially. Right. Right? I think, I think that's what... Remember, like... Well, that goes into Greek pedestry and what yeah, they the practice. Yeah, pedestry. When Kendrick was fake interviewing um, Tupac on that, that album, mm -hmm. and Pac was telling him, you young niggas got the most fire in you up to the age of 30, Right. So European men in particular, they would domesticate their Facts. children, right, via pedigree or, or pedestry, yeah, pedestry, you know what I'm saying? So that they could implement their ideologies, their yes. laws of command of republic, and then tell them this is what you grow up and push. Right, to suppress their, um, that particular, that, that war, that, that Aries energy in them that might rebel against them and overthrow them. They knock them down early. It's the same thing that they do in church to this very day. It's the same thing they do in the prisons to this very day. You know what I'm saying? All of this comes from that particular psychology of that Cronian energy. Right. And then it goes back to Cronus being father time. Mm -hmm. Right? When you're talking about a Cronon, a synchronicity of time. And when we talk about that, this is how the white man constructed his world as imbalanced. This is why it is impossible for his world to work. That even in this show Lovecraft Country, if he would have only allowed his daughter to come into the order, he would have had everything he needed because she was so ambitious. You understand me? But he didn't believe in women. Right. And that's why in the 19th Amendment, she had to get the last one to goddamn get some rights. You understand me? And it all goes back to this ritualistic ideologies and it's a courtism that America itself was built off of, right? The moment you start looking at the present day America and you forget the foundation of America, then you don't know where you at. You're lost. You understand me? You have to understand that when that constitution of the United States was signed by all white men, you understand me? That some of us Negroes love so much that it was these crazy, oh, come on now. We, hey, hey. okay, wait a minute. They talking about we was disconnecting. And, um, I was not in that room. Was you in that room? At all. I wasn't in that room, right? So when they created their foundation of laws that would pass down and everything will come under their construct of corpus, you understand me? Their body, their law, their rituals, their contract, their signing, then that's when they established their power up until now. Right. And um, <laughs> two things. One, it was based on the Iroquois Confederacy, right? Of which I could pull it up. It's in my, my phone somewhere. I think it's Article 44, where the way that the Iroquois said it, they said, look, this thing is determined by women. It's passed on by women. Women make the decision, right? So the patriarchal order comes in and they reverse and they change that. Also, the fact that the majority of those men was Masons themselves, and this is a Masonic country, not a Christian one. You have to understand the story of Hiram Abib. Hiram Abiff is the black god that gets buried in a shallow grave. Mm. So America itself 
was the experimentation that was built for you specifically to be placed in a shallow grave. Hence the fact that Benjamin Banneker Bay laid the cornerstone of Washington, D.C., which is a 10 square, 10 square radius, to align it perfectly with Sirius. Sirius being um, the mother star. The mother star is Arset, the dog star, the female dog. So they knew what they was doing Masonically. This is the great experiment. They called this the great experiment. You know what I'm saying? This place literally was built for the sacrifice of the black body. Absolutely. And the only way that it can continue is the way that it stays. On the sacrifice of the black body. That's the, or and on. That's the only way. So <laughs> that's why the greatest movements that you see right now are what? Dealing with the sacrifice, the sacred ritual of the black body. And you're talking about exo-cannibalism. You understand me? That when white men believe that they would practice cannibalism in the form believing that if I eat the energy of my enemy, then I can contain that enemy. I mean that energy. And this cannibalism is not only in the form that I'm physically eating the flesh, even though some of them crazy folks are doing that shit too, but in the ritualistic murder of the black man standing over his body, knee on his like, neck. Like how she was in the movie and she was pulling from him while he was being sacrificed and crucified. It's the same thing that they were doing at lynchings, right? So if you go back to them pictures and you look at them little, how you going to bring your baby to a lynching? You understand? And the baby got a smile on his face. And they eating. You know where the, the definition of barbecue and picnic and all of that comes from? Mm. Do the research. The black body. So, the black body. The melanated body for ritual purposes. They're cutting off pieces of the um, of body, putting it in Mason Dixon jars that some of them still got in their crib today. Them five-year-old children was 70-year-old, they 70-year-old uh, adults to this, to this day. To this day. Right? Judges and, and lawyers and all sorts of things. And, and so, you can even go in time and you will find that they have... Um, artifacts to where in white families they have skins of purses made from black skin That's and black right. bodies. That's right. And they keep it. So you got to understand that you're dealing with a sadist, you're dealing with a Satanist, you're dealing with a very sick community of people. And when you think about the fact that you're not hearing these facts, right? These are not opinions, it's not philosophy, these are facts about America. You're not going to hear this exposure from white America. So it means that they're not trying to expose their past to get over it, to move forward from it. You understand me? They're still utilizing those, those totems. You understand me? They're still utilizing the, the voodoo that they took from our people against us. And one of their greatest forms, the scientists of white America said that anything that can be used for power will be used for power. So when they came out with the TV and they seen how many black people, or not just black people, but how many Americans, period, were watching TV, they said, oh, yeah, we're going to use that. Anything that is mass adopted will be used for power. That's just pure point. That's just that's just the reality. Now, here's the thing. Now, let's fast forward to where we are today and line this up with politics. Wait, before you do, I just, you know, want to make a point to the people. We're in 2020. Are we really to believe that HBO, right, for two consecutive seasons, right after the Watchmen, they're just sitting there making the most melanated, empowering program programming right ever in an election year be careful of what you observe and what you root for because you could be celebrating your own destruction and not even know it if you don't understand the tropes factory so let's 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 unpack that right so we let's just oppose that to politics mm -hmm. so <clears throat> at the end of the movie black men get sacrificed black women become the heroes mm -hmm. right black girl magic rules the day 
What's going on in this election cycle? You understand me? Ice Cube, they trying to sacrifice Ice Cube. Trying to sacrifice. They trying. They what? What? What, what happened with? Oh shit! What Minister Farrakhan? What happened with Nick Cannon? What happened with any black man that speaks up? We talking about sacrifice ritual. Get on out of here. You understand me? And then Professor Griff. Professor Griff. Then we see what black women celebrated by the media for their activism of Black Lives Matter. Oh y'all cool now. Oh, matter of fact, forget that. Y'all celebrities. Let's put you on the magazine covers. Let's put 20 black women up there. Let's 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 make y'all the rulers until, hey, matter, but you got to make sure that you keep your black man in check. Tell him to protect you. Shut up and vote. That's all we need you to tell him to do. All right. Every time something happens to you, make sure you blame the black man. Right. It could be your own husband that kill you. Go blame the black man for not protecting the black. I don't know what he could have did, but he could have did it. Right. Let's, 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 look, don't, look, we're going to keep cutting you to, ch we love what you're doing. This election was all about what? It was all about putting a, for black Americans, just putting a, 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 a melanated woman in office. That's all. It, that was enough. Because that's the trope. Because that fits into the agenda. Oh, it's a woman. Oh, but wait a minute, not just any woman. We got to make sure she's a woman of the institution. We have no, wait. We got to make sure she's a woman that sacrificed black, black bodies. Black bodies. Oh. Right? To get with the main sacrificer of black bodies, which is Hope Biden. Come on, right? man. So they there comparing black body notes. How many bodies you got? <laughs> when Donald Trump... And then, didn't have the nerve to tell us that the determination of this election will be based on melanated black body men. Mm-hmm. They told us that last one. But when they told us that last one, Hillary Clinton, right? Donald Trump. Man... I don't give a listen. I am. I'm glad Hillary Clinton didn't become president. I am 100 percent fine with that. Hillary Clinton came under that same family of Jeff Epstein. What Jeffrey Epstein? You understand me? And Bill Clinton. They was in there all doing all kind of sadistic, crazy shit, right? Bill Clinton. We know that he was locking up niggas, mass incarceration. We know that Hillary Clinton was there. He was called the black president because he was sacrificing the black bodies. You know what I'm talking about? And he played a little jazz on the show. And everybody was like, look, we ain't got no black standards. He good enough. You know what I'm talking about? That's how easy it was, huh? And and and, and, and so now we have it to where it's like, they don't have to appeal. And, and, and this was a, during a time when you had black masculinity available, right? Khaled was still alive. Firecom was on the scene. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of different opinions. I mean, there was a lot of different options for people to choose from to say, okay, I want to gravitate to it was totally disrespectful for society to do that. Because yeah. this man can play a saxophone and smoke weed. Yeah. And get some head in the Oval Office. Y'all said that that's a melanated, that's a black president. Right. Right? So that even goes into this question, well, what is blackness? Uh right. Rachel Dodajer, that's her name. Rachel Della De She said blackness is a social construct. Right. She said it don't have nothing to do with skin tone or color, none of that. She said it's a social construct. She said I can pretend to be black as long as I'm, you know, moving within the parameters of this social construct. Yeah, and she did it. Somebody exposed her. You understand me for not being a real melanated woman, but she was right in a lot of ways. Because what makes Kamala more black than Rachel? Than Rachel. Rachel was in the NAACP. She was she the head on, woman. Yeah. She was the president or something like that. She was she was putting on for black folks. She was putting on. 
What you call it was locking black men up. They were 19 more times likely to be locked up under her, right? Now, listen, I don't even want to get into the politics, all of that. That don't matter to me. Whoever becomes president, reality will be what it will be, right? But here's the dangerous thing, right? They're villainizing the voice of any black man that speaks up for himself. Number one, they say, listen, you got the right to vote. Okay, if I got the right to vote, that means that I can talk about my vote and what I want to do with my vote. You understand me? But wait a minute. I only have the right to vote if you agree with what I do with my right to vote. If I'm voting, it is to protect and project the fact that, quote unquote, I'm a citizen. If I'm a citizen, that means I fall under the dictates of the Constitution. If I fall under the Constitution, that means I have a right to speech, a freedom of expression. Right. And we don't all align with the same agenda. Okay, first of all, I want to do this. We know for a fact black people have not come together with a mass collective agenda. You cannot, you cannot weaponize black unity only when you feel like somebody is not a part of your agenda. When you were never unified with that person in the first place. There's no unity, so how are you going to say, well, you're not doing the black... What's the black thing? What's the black thing? What's the black standard? So you can't tell me, oh, well, because it's an election time and a couple of the activists and influencers want you to do it. If you don't do it, then you're not black. Well, wait the fuck a minute, man. Excuse my language. When the hell was we on code? When the hell was we had some black rapport? When do we be good in the black community? When when did this happen? Because if that was the case, y'all would have went to war with Black Lives Matter and tell them that y'all don't take that shit down off y'all goddamn website. We rock with black men. We building black family. So black men have always felt like, wait a minute, we're not even a part of this movement. We're not a part of BLM. We're not a part of this political campaign. We didn't agree with Hillary Clinton. We didn't agree with none of that. If you don't pull up a goddamn seat at the table so we can tell you what we think, because you can't tell black men to protect black women if you don't want them to be leaders. It don't work like that with us as men. You can't domesticate, effeminate, and then tell us to be masculine. That don't make no sense. When we jump into that masculine role, the ones who will protect, they got a voice. They got an agenda. They got a world that they want to build. And there's no telling them what to do. There's you coming to that table. and Matter of fact, you got to come to that table and listen. I don't care what you say it is. If you don't listen to the black man, it ain't nothing going on. How can you protect, right, with, with no dictates, with no organization, with no understanding, right? You can't be out here loose goosey and doing what you want and expect protection. Right. You have to come under the constructs and the dictate of where the parameters of that protection could particularly exceed. If, if you out there. Right. Let's just say case in point and you selling your body and you end up in an Ed Buck situation. How can somebody protect you against that? Right. You got to come. We got to we got to build our own world. It has to be dictated and collaborated with the black woman. Yes. But we are leaders. You can't want a black man to stand up and not want you to be a leader. What is what comes under the qualifications and the standards of that leadership? Okay, our plans, our goals, our agendas. You understand me? But if you are operating with the mindset of a white woman, then you say, well, the construct of you being a leader is something I can't fall under because this goes under the patriarchal guidelines. Man, shut the hell up. You 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 even got that from some white hoes. Listen over here. It's the black guy. This is a family goals. Y'all do what y'all do. We do what we do. Right. And if you don't want to do the same thing, then we separate from y'all, too. But at the end of the day, working with the black woman is the only number one priority. Nobody else matters. But it's the type of black man and a black woman who work together. 
You understand me? Because every black man and black woman can't work together because there's going to be a difference of the type of world that you want to build. One woman will say, well, listen, I want freedom of expression to show my ass, to shake it, to do everything that I want to do, to be out of the club whenever I want to do, to say what I want to say. And you have to still do your job, even though you completely disagree with that and it makes you uncomfortable. And he like, yeah, no, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm good. I, 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 I ain't rocking with that. I'm so, but uh, look, I'm going to find another sister because there's a lot of women out here. But you enjoy that, right? Like, that's that's your prerogative. You can do what you want to do. I ain't nobody go, ain't nobody going to do that. You understand me? And it, But then it's going to be the feminine and the masculine entities that are coming together. And she's like, look, black guy, let's build together. Look, man, you, 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 you drive, man. I'm going to make sure everything nurture. I'm going to make sure everything go right. I'm going to make sure that, you understand me, the family protected, everybody eating right. We doing whatever qualifications under my belt to get it done. He's like, man, let's build it. Black guy, this black guy. We working together and they making it happen. You understand me? Now, it's going to be that hating ass woman that say that, well, she is she in love with the white woman more she is than a white man. So she going to jump in the ear to be like, damn, why why you let him talk to you like that? Why is he the one with the money? Why he doing this? And then she's like, you know, right, man, you're right. Man, this thing got all this money. There wasn't nothing wrong with your situation. You understand me? But you allowing people who don't even want the same situation to tell you whether yours is successful or not. Mm. You understand me? Number one. And then, this is for all my sisters out there, right? If you're lesbian or whatever you may be, that's your business, right? But when it comes to the black family, you're not in the conversation, right? Because you don't believe in building black family. Not in the sense of the union of black man, black woman, black child. And that's the union that I'm talking about, right? So I'm not over here like one of those guys that had that sign and be like, fuck all the gays. Nah, I got nothing to do with that. What I have to do with is building black family. Because we can't talk about wealth if there's no black man, black woman, black child, and we're creating the very things that rule the world. Families rule the world. You understand me? So we ain't got no issues, and, and, and it ain't no way you're going to tell me to shut up and do something. That's not how you speak to a man. The, the way that America and the way that the world, the media and these activists and these influencers try to speak to black men is disrespectful. So you go get that pushback every time. Because the assertive black male at the same time, y'all say what y'all want to, he'll slap the shit out of somebody for playing with his name. Yes. He'll send somebody for playing with his name. You get knocked down for playing with his name, for coming at the wrong way. I don't care if it's politics or not. Because those are the type men that if I'm protecting myself, my reputation, my name, my respect, I'm damn sure doing that for what I love. Those are the same type of black men that's going to protect some. You know what I'm talking about? And that's, that's definitely not who they want at the table. No. Right? Just look at the visuals, look at the optics, right? Those people do not get invited to the party no more mm -mm. at all. I'm too strong. Right? They want somebody that they can manipulate, you know what I'm saying? And somebody that they can mold or what have you or control. You got to have a handler. So my question is, uh, you know, people are questioning Kamala Harris's quote unquote blackness. What about Cardi B's? You feel me? She gets invited to the table to sit down and play politics, right? Put her makeup on and play politics with whole body in them. You can grab me a right? So now she speaks for y'all. And grab the water, please. You know what I'm saying? But every other dad of the week, you're telling her that she's not melanated because of the texture of her hair and her, her matrilineal descent, right? But she could sit down and speak for y'all because she makes anthems. You know what I'm saying? That, that mostly melanated women on party to and turn up to like wow. Factors. So that that's your leadership, right? 
That's your voice box. We got a lot of growing up to do. So the problem that we have right now is not the fact that they don't, that, that, that what Ice Cube is doing is fundamentally wrong, is that they don't want any black male leaders. That's what it is. And so that's why it is being ignored. You understand me? And that's why it's being villainized. That when you get too strong, your character gets too strong, you're going to be assassinated. And that's why the idea of the, the, the young black males becoming, everybody becoming leaders has to happen. And that's why we all have to have this mass disruption, right? That when we talk about creating our own parties, right? So I know two people who created their own parties, right? Jay Morrison and Diddy. And I was in a room with both of those were basically being coming up with, right? And I like the idea of it, right? I like the idea of both of them and what they both came up with. But if it is not done by the right minds that are disruptors, that are dangerous, that if you can't normalize young black guys that the establishment is not comfortable with, we will never be free. That if I can't get up there and say whatever I want, even though it may offend your sensitivities because you want to make sure that your ego is intact so you continue to rule us, then we got an issue. I'm not here to be humble so you can continue to rule my people. You understand me? Yeah, I mentioned my brother because he did something. Now, relax. So when 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 I say that and I look at it, right, if, if, if you have a problem with anything, start it yourself, right? You understand me? Like, if, if, if you are complaining about what somebody is doing, they're already doing more than you, right? So for me, it's not about who done what. The, the, the person I don't like in that particular conversation is the person who's doing nothing, right? But the person is doing something, they already got a mile ahead. You understand me? So when it comes to reality, I'm, I'm, I'm not going around telling people don't vote. I don't, listen, that's not my prerogative. That's your right. If I tell you not to vote, I become your slave master. That's not what I'm here to do. I would never do that. You understand me? But when it comes for you putting hope into it, when it comes for you falling in line with the propaganda, propaganda, taking their talking points and becoming the voice for white supremacy and white rulership, that's why I have an issue with. Right. So when it comes to you going down there voting down the line, I did hear my good sister Tamika Mallory talking about this, is that even if you don't want to vote for the president, you still go there and vote down the line for other different things. Right. But at the same time, I must think about this. Voting without organization is chaos. Right. That you still have to have organization. See, they used to create those. Um. um What's those things that they have that the mafia used uh, to have? Unions. unions. The mafia used to have a union, and the union had powers. You get 30,000 constituents under a union, right? And so, look, they can walk off on a job. They create a union to where, oh, I can organize 20,000, 30,000 voters at the snap of my fingers. We got power. We coming to the table negotiating with any and everybody. Now, that's a different conversation. But if you tell people to just vote, or you going to tell them to unionize? You go tell them to vote or you go tell them to organize. You go tell them to vote or you go tell them to strategize. Are we voting for what was put in front of us or do we put that which is in front of us to vote for? See, this is the part that we get into. You understand me? 
This is the part that we find important is that it has to be strategy behind it all. That we can do it to say, because oh, well, we have the right, so let's exercise it. But what are we exercising and what we going to really get? You have somebody who don't know how to work out, right? Somebody who does. This person was never taught how to work out the right way. They're going to go down there because they have a gym. They're going to exercise their rights. But they don't know how to eat right. They don't know how to mineralize their body. They might be eating too many carbs or whatever it may be. They might go down there. They might mess up because they didn't they didn't warm up before. Mm -hmm. You understand me? They go go in there. You understand me? Make them feel like they was doing something because they exercise their rights. They utilize their energy. But they done messed up their whole body politic. You know what I'm talking about? Afterwards, they sore. They done messed up their back because they didn't pick it up with their legs. You understand me? They didn't go in there with no real agenda. You understand me? They didn't have any uh, uh, any experience in there. Spend so that wasn't. that's not the proper way. We don't right. just exercise our rights because we have you them. You have to go into everything intentional. You know what I'm saying? Looking for outcomes. And we revisit these conversations every four years. We told you. Political action committees, right? You form a super PAC so you can go and negotiate with candidates. That's how you do it. That's the proper way to do it. Because with a PAC, now you can become lobbyists, right? And with lobbyists, now you understand the true undercurrent of politics is spending money to get what you want. Not just giving away your vote but or bro, pandering to you people. You forget, though, we don't have any collective interest because we don't own shit. So, like, if... The, if I think about that in real life, okay, who would have the most invested interest of putting together a pack that has the influence of putting it together? If I own that block and decisions that is made in that voting booth, you understand me, it's going to affect my business, right? And affect the things that I own, then absolutely, goddamn Luli, I'm about to organize these people to make sure that my invested interests, you understand me, are taken care of. Mm -hmm. But because interest. we don't own anything, mm -hmm then that's the reason we don't really have invested interest in it. Right. Gentrification is one of the biggest lies that was ever told. Why? Because there's no real thing as gentrification. The reason I say that is because white folks owned the houses in the first place. We were just leasing them. Just leasing them. They just sold it to more white folks. You, you don't live in neighborhoods. Gentrification is a myth. told you that. What do you own in those neighborhoods? You renting, right? What do you own for somebody to be gentrifying, Right. And the people who were homeowners sold those homes, right? That was a business decision. You know what I'm saying? A person made them an offer and they took it. That not gentrifying when they already own the 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 they own the municipalities, they own everything else that's going on in the community. Facts. You feel me? We don't have any say in in in, in the local politics. And yes, all politics is local, right? But I don't see this emphasis when local politics happen. Niggas only act this way during presidential elections, knowing damn well the popular votes don't put in no goddamn presidents. You don't know no super delegates. Mm. Stop playing. I mean, it. And, and really want to tell people when they are a part of the super delegates. Because reality and truth makes people make different decisions. When a person like, wait a minute, so I'm not part of a delicate state, so even if I vote, it don't matter. There's going to be a whole bunch of people that's going there voting for no reason. Literally no reason. Like, you casting it, Right. So you can get registration, right, to say that, uh, yes, I'm still property and I still right. bow and I still make wishes to yeah. these deities. But in reality, you may be in a state to where your yeah. vote completely doesn't okay. count at all. Because you don't have no super delegates or delegates in your state. You're not it's voting like for the president. You're voting for the uh, electoral yeah, delegate to represent you in the vote. 
So we don't even have the basic education about what these things mean to empower ourselves with the quote unquote decisions that we make. We're always giving something away and looking for something in return. That's not the way that the world works. That's not the way that life works. And that's damn sure not the way that this country works. You know what I'm saying? So we need to grow up and stop being minorities, stop being children in the process. You know what I'm saying? Step into your status. Step into a position of power. And it starts here, right? We've been given this education for a long time. Only for what? For people to come back and keep pointing fingers saying it's our fault. Facts. Right? How can it possibly be our fault? Stop right. blaming leadership. The information is always here, right? And we're political. We're being politicians every single day of our lives. Hey, man, look. Hey, listen. Man, every I'm single day that. of our lives. Not politics like how they deal with. Not, not many ticks. Not many bloodsuckers. You understand? But politicians in the, in, in the fact that what? We put on for the people. We advocate for the people. We create products with the people in mind, right? That are not chemical-based. And if it was you know what easy... Saying? Believe me, you will be doing We put our neck on the line teaching. We put put in, you know what I'm saying, standing on these forefronts. So to, to do what? To get no thanks from the people, but y'all galvanize around these politicians that come around only one time out of the year or every one time every four years to get your vote. And now listen to this. Listen, Black America. Come on now. I love y'all. I appreciate all of y'all that's on the other side of this. Why do they love the devil? The devil gives them nothing. You understand me? And, 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 and so, unfortunately, we was running a campaign, um, and I'm not saying unfortunately we was running a campaign, but unfortunately most people didn't understand why we was running the campaign. And we was running the campaign and we was asking, number one, we got pre-existing conditions that exist in our community because we don't know how to feed ourselves, right? The devils are still feeding us the wrong foods, you understand me? And we love them now that we big men because he, we, he, he gives us the wrong foods to eat. We don't know how to create wealth in our communities and our families. There's two main ways that wealth is passed down. That's real estate and that's life insurance. We don't understand the importance of hedging our money, right? The dollar is consistently going down, right? America is in more debt than it's ever been, right? And the biggest debt holders of America's debt is black people in America because we haven't been given reparations. And if we ever call that in, then America is in trouble. Right. We hold more debt than any other group, not China, not Japan. That would be us. Thirdly, black people in America should be backed by gold. Every black family should own gold. You can go to a bullion. You can own you some gold. You can get it insured. You can go through places to make sure that your family has some sort of intrinsic value. Why would that be important, black family? Because if the dollar goes down, the gold goes up and you still have value. But if you have $100,000 and you got 25000 of it in, or 25% of it in gold, 25000 that dollar goes down. Now the percentage of your gold amount goes up. So therefore, you didn't lose all your wealth. Wealth, is, I'm looking at it as value over time, right? And I like this simplistic analogy that everybody can wrap their head around. If I have $100,000, but I have $10,000 in liabilities every month, I only have 10 months worth of wealth. You understand me? Because I have to maintain it over time. So that on the 11th month, I am in poverty. I cannot pass that down to a generation. I cannot pass that down to a son, to a daughter. $3.5 billion or 3.5 million acres, which was worth billions and billions of dollars in America, Southern land was not passed down because black folks did not have a paperwork right. We did not have wills. 
right? So that was not white supremacy's fault because some of us did, but we did not important size it and make it a ritual. We did not make that a standard. Our grandmothers, they played in the stock market. Our grandfathers, they was in real estate. Some of us were investments. We didn't put that juju on the paperwork, only on love spells. Factories. (laughs) So for those that in our family that were in real estate, that were in credit, that were investment, that did have trust, that did have wills, some of those they did it, but they did not pass it down in the family. Why is that? Why didn't grandma teach everybody about the infinite banking system and life insurance? Mm. Right? That you can put money into it as a tax-free shelter and it can still make money while you borrow against it and it accrues interest. Now, some of y'all ain't understand what I just said. But when you went to go borrow money from grandma, she was like, yeah, I'm going to take it out of my life insurance. Mm. But she didn't pass that knowledge down. You understand me? And so we hoarded information and we hoarded wealth in our family and didn't give the next generation access to it. Took it to the grave. What is it doing? What good is it doing there? Huh? What good is it doing there? So now we don't have wealth standards, right? So now every other community except ours has a standard to which they are going to gain some measurement of power and wealth. And in the black community, there is only one standard. That's get money. Then you get money. I don't know how to manage the money. I don't know how to set up my banking accounts. I don't know. Most black people don't even know what a PL statement is. Profit and loss. Right? We look at the um, overall amount of money we make instead of monitoring our expenses to see when we're in profit. Right? We don't know how to create a business plan so that we know our target audience. So why is Keys focusing on the wealth standard? Why is moving blue pill focusing on the health standard? It's because these are standards that are missing in our community. And if I can put that knowledge in your family, then you're good to go. Educating you on even how you monetize content, how you create it, how you set up your platforms. You understand me? When we're looking at mobilization, automation, digitization, and we're looking at the next 10 years and the artificial intelligence takeover, who are going to be at the forefront of that? Not a black brain trust of America because we are spending every single ounce of our influence and energy trying to get an old white man that's going to have a stroke with all timers who ain't worth the goddamn spit on my shoes. Instead, we got artificial intelligence coming, taking over. We got the fifth generation of cellular technology that's coming over right now. Think about this. With the Internet of Things. Think about the setup. Think about the optics once again. (laughs) Computer learning, machine learning. Technology is advancing, digital, right? Automated, right? Smart as fuck. Factories. Your leadership, decrepit, dying white men, right? Who can't even hold a line. They're bad actors, a rapist and a racist. And this is where the energy and the focus, so much of our emotion is going into this thing. You dig what I'm saying? People are losing their spouses because of this. Families are breaking up. Y'all out here gang banging for the red and the blue. Worse than the bloods and the crypto and pulled truces out. And y'all took up where they left off. For these two old white men. Who both of them clearly have shown you, have been given the opportunity. And took the opportunity. I don't give a fuck about them. You know what I'm saying? Factories. Even though they're telling you, oh, the, the whole race is going to be dependent and incumbent upon whether you come out to the polls or not. So why are you not marketing in them? Why are you not pitching in them? Why you don't throw them something in? Why are you not enticing their vote? Mm. That's bad. That's, 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 that's bad politics. 
So something don't add up. Something ain't right. But if they give them something, then they will always have negotiating power. So if you got to stop them from ever getting something for their vote, because then they're going to want something for it. Then they create a standard. Daniel, what is the voting yeah, standard? Don't, Daniel Moynihan in 1964 or 67, whatever year that the Negro family report came out, where he spoke about the tangled pathology, right? And they, he said, look, he said, we're not going to promise these niggas nothing no more. That's going to be the new policy. He was a Democrat. He was the senator of New York before Hillary Clinton, right? He said, look, don't promise them nothing no more, right? That's their new policy. And they've been doing it ever since. They don't go against that. They don't go against the grain. They have promised you nothing, and that's what you have received. Factor reads. So instead, though, here we come and we say, OK, vote for us. And they say, Keys, you tripping out here talking about vote for you. What you going to do? All right. Well, we're going to teach the wealth standards in your family how to create business. Matter of fact, we also give you the opportunity where you don't have to go in debt. You don't have to go into a four year education, into an institution to learn a bunch of things that you're not going to download into your memory because you don't know where to apply it in real life. Right. No, instead, we're going to say, OK, guess what? You can learn a skill set that within under a month or so, you can be learning a, a whole new trade to where you're making money all on your own. You don't even need a job, right? We've been able to fund up to $2 million in our students' accounts for those who have tapped in. Over the time during the pandemic, we was able during the um, 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 My Black Receipt with the good sister Kezia, we had black businesses circulating $7.5 million. We actually helped increase the circulation of the black dollar during that time. You understand me? And it was actually reported by Yelp. When they said it you understand was contracting. Me? Yes. You understand me? So when we're talking about the things that we're actually doing in real time, motivating and inspiring a lot of oh, yeah, I mean, the we got movements. More. We got more. We're going to show you how to be self-contained, create your own farm in your, yeah. in your community. You know what I'm saying? We're going to show you how to what? Even build community. And through survival mechanisms. If you're going to be in Atlanta, what is it? October, November 7th? For the... Um, the event? Um, the, at the, uh, the oh, boxing. Yeah. November 7th is the boxing, yes. November 7th, grand opening. You understand me? Family boxing. Um, pull up. Black standard training activities. We're also going to be working on putting this together something. We did the revolutionary healing event, had the yeah. people in nature learning about wealth, agriculture, arts, back. yoga, meditation. Third week of November. It was amazing. Third week yeah. of November. You understand me? But I know mothers and fathers and sons and a bunch of people that have been hitting me up talking about y'all want the military training. Y'all want that militant discipline and drilling. You want to have these masculine and feminine conversations in person. You want to tap in and be able to create a community. I got to make sure my energy was right before I did so. And so, yes, we will be rolling that out. Make sure y'all text the number below so y'all can continue to be tapped in for the, the black standard. If you want to join the wealth standard, just text it below. But listen, though, more importantly, we have... Uh, <clears throat> The next year, within the next 12 months, right, extreme poverty is here for black America. Extreme poverty. They're talking about a K-shaped economy, meaning that, okay, it went down, right? You have this point in the middle. Now, the rich, they're going to go upward. They're going to get rich, right? Then the poor at that same point, they're going to go down. They're going to get poor. Mm. You understand me? And so the reality of it is, is that some of the things that you all are doing right now are pushing your family into poverty. Extreme poverty. I don't know if you know what extreme poverty is, right? 
You understand me? Now, I remember sleeping in the car, you understand me, not having a place to stay, having to bounce mm -hmm. to a shelter for a few days, waiting to get on Section 8. You understand me? That, 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 that wasn't good. You understand me? I remember having to eat tomato sandwiches, you feel me, spicing it up with the basils and a little cheddar cheese on top of it and feeling like that was Domino's for the night. That wasn't one, one good. I remember finding a couple of quarters in the seat going to get me one of the Swiss rolls running down the street for some little Debbie snacks just so I can throw something on my stomach. I done had days where I done felt what poverty tastes like. You understand me? To where we had to go steal from the store just to have a meal to eat for that night. You understand me? I done seen family members smoke crack in front of me and having to stay in the same house. Mm. You understand me? Sure. So when it comes to going through it, black men and black women, we done been through this shit. And so y'all can't scare us with a bad time. You understand me? You can't scare us with a bad time. You understand me? I done, I done been part and been with nothing. I done been homes. I don't talk about this because I be so busy living my life now that I don't have time to loop the past. You understand me? But when it comes to the reality of black America, you're not going to scare us with voting tactics because we didn't been through the worst. You couldn't scare us with COVID. And you now you think voting go do it? You understand me? Black folks was outside saying fuck COVID. Now they outside saying fuck Trump and Biden. And you think voting go do it? So no, instead, all right, let me give you something you can utilize while you got time, young black man and woman. Let me give you the game. You want to start a business? I'll teach you how to write your business plan. You want what you want to do? You want business credit? You want DIY credit? We'll teach you how to do that. Right? What you, what, you, what want, you want to do? Immunity? You want to boost your immune system? You want you need you need to focus a little more? I got I got products for you there. You understand me? You said I ain't the greatest learner. That's okay. You didn't you didn't smoke the way a lot of your brain cells for you to smoke so much. We got smart moss. You understand me? Synapses, patch them holes up in your brain so you can be sharp. You got to be sharp out here. Brother say, I ain't had no father like you, Keys. My father was in and out of my life. You understand me? But I never made an excuse. I forgive him because he was a man that had his own thing going on. You understand me? And when I became an adult and I can look him eye to eye, I said, okay, it's always the next generation's responsibility to make sure that the next generation is better than the last. You know? So therefore, we don't make excuses for what we didn't have. We learn from that experience and say, how can we make sure that the next generation is not born without you know, so that's why I said, no, Pops, I need you on a platform. I need you to show people what it's like for a son and his father to be able to die law. Let people live through that. You understand me? Most young black men and women haven't been fathered and mothered. Black women, if you didn't have the right mother, you need to be mothered still. You need to find a black woman that you can relate to, that you can find, you understand me, that mothering, that nurturing. Right. Same thing with black men. You need to find somebody that represents that father for you, that fathering. Is what I mean, that fathering. Or, that is an action. Or, or fortify your connection to your creator. Yes. And allow your father to father. That's right. Because some of us, we, we, we are here. We drive. We going very fast with no destination. You understand me? We going very fast with no destination. And, that's, and I'm talking to you successful ones out there. Get money. Life is good. Going in, in the strip club. You helping some people. You giving some game. You going very fast. But you don't have an end goal. You don't really have anything that's going to solidify your legacy. You don't even have anything that's going to make you remembered in the next 10 years. If you die today, how many people will speak about your name in a couple of years? Because the things that you're doing are of temporary substance. Right? And so therefore, we have to figure out what is my goal? What is something that I can do that can satisfy the needs of the human family? That's the real reason for business. The real reason for business, to satisfy the needs of the human family. That's righteous business. 
So we're not talking about the same thing that these folks do. We're talking about getting you to tap in so that you can actually produce a legacy. And if we can give you the game and teach you the things that you need to do in order to win, then you're good to go. Some of you about to start a business. Before you start a business, make sure you have a system. What is the system? My bro Neil taught me this. Saving yourself time, energy, and money. Mm. You understand me? So you can do things right. I don't want you to just jump in there because you want to quit your job. No. Steal from your job. The knowledge, the information, and experience. Don't even think about trying to get paid somewhere. Sometimes you just need to learn the knowledge so you can do on your own. Some of you all have the ability of great memory. You can go in there. The family get behind you and say, look, you the one that go in there and take the course, right? You take the course. You bring it back to the family and you teach it in a simplistic manner so we can all have it. I know a woman that taught her children took a $25,000 course on put options. Or not on put options, but options and strategies. She took that information. She taught her children. Her son, best day, was $78,000 in the market, making $100,000 a month. He's 14 years old. She came back to the nest with the worm and fed the the, the, the chicklets and all of that. That ain't the best part. She's been working in the military for the last 17 years, and she don't even want the retirement. She ready to just leave because she got enough money to do for self. She said, y'all had that time. I'm ready to spend it with family. She found her freedom. Absolutely. Goddamn Lulu. You understand me? Taught, Taught the pops. And you got a daughter that's 10 years old that's almost as good as a son. Politicians ain't out here doing that. Hell, goddamn no. So when we talking about the things that we do, and then we talk about the spiritual standards, because it's one thing that, you know, I'm one of those people that have duality, right? Some people, they can teach you business. But can they jump over there and they can teach you how to activate that pineal force? Can they teach you how to move the energy in your body? Can they teach you how to balance out them zygobirds, you understand, within your body? Can they teach you about the multiple dimensions and layers that exist yeah. within the human yeah. mind? I don't can't, talk can't my shit that. enough. But I can't begin to tell you my numbers, so don't even go there when we're talking about the amount of, oh. uh, you know, souls that have been saved and game that has been given i'm 30 years deep in this thing and i come from a legacy mm. so if y'all up here selling seamoss and stealing game free game from from you know for my spiritual father and my family let's not even talk about that let's Facts. not talk about all of the fortune that has been given Facts. you feel me and what do they pay you back with but let me talk about something real quick you the four four guy on the one nine keys right <laughs> And yesterday, I was actually able to utilize my 19 keys in the market. On the 19th? On the 19th. It was amazing, right? So October 19th is Black Monday, right? One of the worst market crashes that happened to where they really, it can't tell you 100% why it happened, basically. You understand me? Yeah. This is the 08 crash or the one prior to that? No, well, way before that. Um, I think it was the 87. 87. Yeah, I think it was 87, yeah. So Black Monday has this stigmata, right? Just sort of okay, like like that to show Black Monday. Yeah, so sort of like on Friday the thirteenth. Mm-hmm. Friday the thirteenth becomes an unlucky day because everybody's thinking about it, right? So therefore, there's more accidents and more things that happen because people of mind is on bad things happening, bad things happening. So here I'm thinking about my synchronistic activities of utilizing my 19 frequency to jump into the market, right? So I do some research, and this is where we kind of teach you some of the game when it comes to um, options and things of that nature, right? So you got to do your research and you got to know the knowledge, otherwise it's just gambling. Now, historically, during the presidential election, right, you got the pandemic, you have uncertainty, you have fear, you have two terrible-ass candidates that's right. up there in the middle of a world crisis, so therefore, uncertainty is in the air. Mm-hmm. So therefore, the SPY, you know what I'm talking about, the S&P 500 is going to be down. 
You understand me? So I'm researching this. Now, they say afterwards, historically, it goes, it rises back up 11%, 19%. You understand me? It bounces back historically, right? Now, I would listen to my brother, Master Investor. What you want to do is you want to research what historically happens when a Democrat wins, what historically happens when a Republican wins. There's right? patterns. There's right. patterns. History right. repeats itself, right. right? The stock market is anything but predictable. You understand me? It, it, it's one of those things when you look at what happened, you can start to look at the numbers as well and start to make these educated estimations, right? And put together you a strategy to where you get in, you get out. You take your profits, you're done with it. So I said, boom. Based on the vibration, the information, the intellect and knowledge that I have on this particular subject, I think I've surmised I found a good trade for the day. I went ahead and made 10 contracts and I bought SPNY for 319 right? Now, when SPY went up way past 319 you understand me? I put a put option on it. I say this shit about to go down. You understand me? It went down. I sold it for 910 You understand me? October 19th, sold it for $910, $319 a contract. You understand me? And I was able to make some money utilizing my mathematical observations, being tapped in with synchronicity, and also utilizing the knowledge that I knew that I had options because I understand that regardless if the market is up or down, I can make some money if I'm tapped into that crown. You know what I'm talking about? Black to me. Yeah, man. So look, man. Look. Look, man. <laughs> I don't know if y'all got all that. Uh, but look, we did a few. I ain't never heard Biden talk like that or Trump. Hey, like man, that. he gonna need some smart moss. Oh, I want to give a PSA and a warning to everybody that's taking smart moss. This is strong. Do not take two. You only need one. It is a higher concentration than what you're gonna find in the store, right? Like this. Yeah. Yes. It's three times higher than the concentration that you're going to find in the store. So please don't go crazy with it. You only need one and you'll be good. If anything, uh, I don't, you don't need to be too focused throughout the day. You know what I'm talking about? Super Relaxed alert. a little bit. Don't take two. You don't need. You understand me? This is not a product to play with. This is a product when you want your brain tapped in. You understand me? You want to have these high when vibrational you, conversations. really about that in. life. When you really want to tap in. All right? Because it don't make sense putting wings on if you ain't ready to fly. Right. Now, if you know yourself and you can do it, eh, it's up to you. But it's not my recommendation. I would just take one of the smart moths. If you want your, if you want more access to brain power, take one of these. If you want your memory to increase, your focus, your intelligence, that's this where you're tapping in with that smart moss, right? But don't go crazy. We didn't create these so people can be out here, you understand me, uh, shooting laser beams out their eyes. You understand me? You're a little too focused, right? Some of y'all going crazy because I know they're working good. Just take one, you'll be all right. You understand me? If you take two, then that, that's you know that's good. But I'm, I'm start off with one. See how you feel. You understand me? Don't go crazy on the pills. Um, no, just grab some online. You ain't got to wait for no revolutionary healing event. I sold out of all of those. Actually, I had a brother came yesterday. He said he saw everything I had and he just he just bought it all. He said I'm not about to play with your keys, man. Just let me just buy every single thing. You understand me? But um. <clears throat> That was our light sponsor for the day. Make sure y'all go tap in. Um, text 323-577-6692 if you want to buy some smart moss, or you can just go to goldwater.com, G-O-L-D-E, watcher.com, man, and tap in with us. Uh, if you found any value in this conversation, man, press 1. We want to make sure that we're giving you value. And if you have any questions, this is your time. We got about another 5 to 10 minutes before we wrap up, and we'll get out of here. Covered a lot of ground, bro. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to this playback. It will be on my podcast, 
Make sure you go to my podcast on Spotify, on um, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you leave a review. Once you leave a review, please tag me in it. I want to repost everybody that left a review on the podcast. Uh, we had about 530,000 streams right now. Our goal is to get to a million. I'm going to be pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. <clears throat> if you found value in this live stream, make sure you get you a badge, tap in. Um, any more? Let's get on. Let's get on. Um, you know, like, like all things family, we would not be taking the time out, right? If there wasn't an intricate, deep-seated love for our people, you know what I'm saying? Just to have the 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 optics, right? To make your own decisions, to, to make discernment, to be out here, right? Practice that 2020 vision that you say that you got. Just be observing, just, just be just be observational because you know you exist within an atmosphere of a groupthink mentality. So many people are controlling how you think, you know what I'm saying? So many people are manipulating your emotions. Right. You need to be presently present in your body at all times. Make sure that your thoughts and your decisions are yours. Now, you could be informed by other people, but make your own educated decisions based on that information. The Smart Moss does not have CBD in it. I mean, not have THC in it. It does not have a psychoactive effect to it. It has the cannabinoids, which is going to be good for your system. Yes. You understand me? So make sure you tap in with that as well. Thanks for the question. Over. All right. And with that. Um, let me do one last question. Blue, you the truth. I'm thankful for both you brothers. I'm in the UK. How do I access the wealth standard? Um, link in the bio to get direct access to the wealth standard. It's still half off. We're gonna be pushing it back up to its regular price at a thousand for those who want to tap in. Right now, it's still five hundred for you get full access to the whole wealth standard and everything that we've done. Um, so that's your opportunity to jump in right now. But I promise you, it's worth twenty five. Um, let me see. When is the next Atlanta event? Listen, all right, so I'm gonna show y'all something real quick before I get out of here. You understand me? Because y'all was tapped in tonight. So this this text, y'all think I'm playing with this text community. So I'm literally, I'm the one that's literally texting people. You understand me? So when y'all text the number at the bottom, I'm texting you back. It even lets me know when your birthday is. You understand me? And if I see it's your birthday, what that say? Happy born day. Stay blessed. Continue to tap into your higher self. I'm literally texting Thanks. you happy birthday. This is the community. This is my way to stay tapped into the people outside. When there's an event, I'm going to send you. If you have a question about the podcast, I can possibly send you a link, whatever it may be. Somebody saying request a two-week intensive training link. I'm going to send that to them. You understand me? All you got to do is tap in with me. We're going to build this up to about 50,000 people on this line. You feel me? So therefore, we want to make sure that we're not controlled by social media in case we want to get out of here. For those who are asking what the number is, it has been posted there for the last hour and 44 minutes. So all you got to do is text 323-577-6692. You feel me? Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I appreciate y'all for tapping in. This has been an amazing podcast with my good brother, Blue Pillar 44. Make sure y'all go follow him at Blue Pillar 44. I'm going to put it down there. That's the God, man. He keeps you tapped in. Indeed. Shout out to the God. Keys, appreciate this. Um, shout out to the audience. Shout out to this conversation. It was definitely a much-needed conversation to put some things in perspective. Mm -hmm. High observational observation high level observation for that matter 
Thank you for your time. Thank you for your attentiveness. Thank you for your focus. Thank you for your energy. Peace, love, and light, y'all. Oh, and shout out to and prayers to empower to Nigeria. Yes. And uh, what's going on over there with our people? Um, yes. They over there fighting oppression all around the world. Black people are fighting a system, the system. Um, and this is the reason that we have to get our ish together here so we can be more effective with helping people elsewhere. If we are not effective in getting justice in our own towns and cities and states, then our call for justice in another country goes on deaf ears. So therefore, right. we have to see that we can have a real effect. Right. So therefore, we can go and have an effect. But the minute we stop being game goofy, right, and utilize these platforms the way that they're supposed to be, then you become a force to be reckoned with, right? So this information is for you to stay dangerous, right? But also stay safe because when you stay sucker free, you remain safe at all times. That's right. All right? Go ahead and get you some gold, man. Go get you some silver. You want to If you want to learn about the life insurance, Texas, you want to learn about the gold, Texas, whatever you want to learn about, we got it for you. You understand me? Business ideas, plans, the whole nine. Listen. Our goal is to eliminate the excuses of black America by providing the answers to all your questions, or at least the questions that you should have when it comes to you and your family building up a legacy and building up wealth. So we can close the gap. You understand me? Of knowledge that you don't know, then it brings you closest to all the goals. Boom. There you have it. I appreciate y'all. I love you. Lead yourself because nobody else going to save you. Peace, family. Assalamu alaikum. All right. 6,000 people, still only $137. I don't know how this works that way. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.